Hi, everyone. I'm Debbie Roberts, owner and financial advisor at Property Apprentice. Join us today for the Week in Review, where I talk about current events for the everyday investor and home buyer. Our topics for this week, topic number one from stuff on the 30th of January, property market returning to normality data shows. Second topic from interest.co.nz on the 30th of January, more than 16,000 homes sold to buyers in New Zealand on residence visas last year. Third topic from News Hub, 31st of January, why mortgage rates could come down despite Reserve Bank indicating no relief anytime soon. Fourth topic from News Hub on the 30th of January, Barfoot and Thompson quarterly report shows spike in Auckland rent prices. And fifth topic for this week in review from Good Returns, 31st of January, triple CFA wrecking ball to be turned on its head. So first up this week from Stuff on the 30th of January, property market returning to normality data shows. In December, property prices experienced a slight dip, but trade me suggests that the market is returning to normalcy. The national average asking price was $864,350, which is down 3.7% year on year. Auckland and Wellington saw notable declines, likely due to increased listings, prompting sellers to adjust prices for competitiveness. Waikato prices fell 5.4%, averaging $817,500. Tamaki Makoto remained the most expensive region at an average of $1,067,850, despite an $80,000 decrease. Bay of Plenty, led by Tauranga, was the second most expensive. Nelson, Tasman and Northland surpassed Wellington and Canterbury in average prices at $877,350 and $847,250 respectively. In main centres, demand for larger properties dropped, notably in Auckland with a 12.3% decrease for five or more bedrooms. Nationwide, December marked a 30% month-on-month decrease in property demand, with Wellington and Gisborne experiencing double-digit drops in property demand. However, Trade Me anticipates a market rebound in the new year. Overall supply decreased by 13% in December, with Wellington leading the decline at 19%. I think it's important to point out the fact that December and January generally do show lower market activity when it comes to buying and selling houses, primarily because December has Christmas and January everyone's busy getting the kids ready to go back to school and recovering from New Year. So not surprising that demand decreases in those two months of the year. It'll be interesting to see what the statistics look like in February. Certainly, anecdotally, the evidence is there that buyers are coming back into the market quite strongly. Second topic for this week in review from interest.co.nz, 30th of January. More than 16,000 homes sold to buyers in New Zealand on residence visas last year. In 2023, the proportion of dwelling sales to individuals with resident visas in New Zealand reached a record high, as revealed by the latest property transfer data from Statistics New Zealand. The figures show that 16,293 New Zealand dwellings were sold to buyers holding residence visas but not New Zealand citizenship, marking the highest annual count since data collection began in 2017. This also set a record market share, accounting for 13.7% of total dwelling sales in 2023. The trend of residence visa holders' share in housing purchases has consistently risen over the years, 
climbing from 7.8% in 2017 to 13.7% in 2023. However, the actual number of dwellings sold by residence visas holders experienced a decline for the past two years, the lowest since data compilation began in 2017, after peaking at 8,286 in 2021. It's important to note that the full impact of migrants on the housing market is likely underestimated in these figures. The data excludes property transactions involving corporate structures like companies, and it's likely to omit any properties bought or sold through family trusts. Additionally, sales or purchases by migrants holding New Zealand citizenship are also excluded from these statistics. It's unsurprising that the number of properties that have been sold to people on residence visas has increased when you look at the net migration figures that we've had. You know, we've significantly had more people moving to New Zealand than have been leaving it. So it's only natural that we'd expect to see a bit of an increase in the number of people with residence visas purchasing property in New Zealand. If you'd like to learn more about investing in property, join me at one of our free events called How to Succeed with Property Investing. I'll discuss strategies for successful investing from my perspective as an experienced investor and a financial advisor. And these are available either live online or in person in our office in Ellerslie, Auckland. Check out propertyapprentice.co.nz for upcoming dates and register today. We don't sell property, so it's all about increasing your knowledge to reduce your risk. If you've already been to one of our free events and you'd like to find out more about how we can help you to reach your financial goals, you can also book a no-obligation phone call or meeting with my husband, Paul Roberts, via the website. That's propertyapprentice.co.nz. Third topic for this week in review from News Hub on the 31st of January, why mortgage rates could come down despite Reserve Bank indicating no relief anytime soon. Despite the Reserve Bank, RBNZ, maintaining its position against imminent relief, an economist suggests that homeowners are already experiencing the advantages of interest rate reductions. The Reserve Bank of New Zealand's chief economist acknowledged on Tuesday that New Zealand's domestic inflation remains too high for immediate official cash rate cuts or OCR cuts. Although the country's inflation has gradually decreased from its 2022 peak of 7.3%, to the current 4.7%, it still surpasses the target range of 1% to 3%. Additionally, non-tradable inflation stands at 5.9%, far exceeding the 2% target. While ANZ and BNZ predict OCR cuts around quarter three next year, economist Cameron Bagri notes a positive development for financially strained homeowners. Recent weeks have seen a decline in long-term fixed interest rates, reflecting market expectations of future OCR reductions. Bagri highlights a disparity between the Reserve Bank's stance and market anticipation with aggressive pricing of three- to four-year cash rate cuts in 2024. Although he foresees an actual OCR decline in 2025, homeowners have already reaped benefits as markets factor in these changes. My thoughts are I certainly wouldn't be looking at fixing too long-term talk to your mortgage advisor to get advice on your specific situation, but I certainly wouldn't be overly surprised if we start getting interest rate reductions much sooner than a lot of economists are expecting, potentially even as early as in the May OCR announcement. We'll have to wait and see what the latest data shows leading up to that announcement, but fingers crossed, hey. 
Fourth topic for this week in review from News Hub on the 30th of January. Barfoot and Thompson quarterly report shows spike in Auckland rent prices. Auckland's rental market concluded 2023 with a record surge in average rent prices as per Barfoot and Thompson's quarterly rental update. In December, the average weekly rent hit $662.23, marking a substantial increase from December 2022. This is the most significant year-on-year rise recorded by Barfoot and Thompson since 2015, which signifies a potential shift in the pricing cycle. The data, drawn from rents across nearly 17,500 managed properties, reflects a departure from the relatively modest rent increases seen in Auckland since 2017. Factors such as increased demand, driven by the return of visitors and students, alongside constrained supply, contribute to the the price hike. The city status as New Zealand's largest with two major universities positions it for a strong recovery post-border reopening. Barfoot and Thompson's Samantha Arnold notes that extreme weather events in early 2023 exacerbated housing pressures, resulting in a scarcity of rental properties. The Central Business District experienced the highest rent increase at 9.91%, while the North Shore and Central Auckland West saw comparatively lower increases at 39 and 3.11% respectively. The spike in prices, especially in the CBD, indicates a growing challenge for renters in Auckland. So hopefully relaxing of some of the rules impacting on property investors in New Zealand will help to get some more investors into New Zealand, which will help provide some rental properties for those that desperately need it. Fifth topic for this week in review from Good Returns on the 31st of January, Triple CFA wrecking ball to be turned on its head. Major changes are on the horizon for the Credit Contracts and Consumer Finance Act, the Triple CFA, as Commerce and Consumers Affairs Minister Andrew Bailey emphasises the need for reform. Seen as a significant disruptor to the property market, the Triple CFA is set for a revamp to protect vulnerable consumers without hindering credit access. Key reforms include transferring Triple CFA responsibility from the Commerce Commission to the FMA, removing prescriptive affordability requirements for lower-risk lending, and conducting a comprehensive review of triple CFA penalties, disclosure regulations, and its relationship with Kofi. Bailey aims to identify regulatory changes by March or April with legislative changes ready by mid-year. The 2021 triple CFA amendments led to a 40% decline in mortgage loan approvals within six months. That is massive, for those of you that aren't aware, that's massive, and prompted the need for reform to eliminate risk-averse lending decisions and reduce compliance costs. Mortgage advisors and industry experts view the reforms positively, anticipating a return to common-sense lending practices that focus on sound lending and eliminate unnecessary red tape. The changes aim to strike a balance between protecting consumers and allowing banks to make informed risk assessments without being overly prescriptive. So I think this has been a long time coming and I can't wait to see it introduced so that people who are quite capable of managing their finances to, you know, get another mortgage or to top up their mortgage, they're not going to be declined because of some stupid paperwork that they don't seem to meet the tick boxes for anymore. 
Are you eager to gain financial freedom through smart property investing? Your keys to success are within reach. Join me at one of our events called How to Succeed with Property Investing. We've included more topics in our two-hour workshop so you get the latest information. And more, as a seasoned property investor and licensed financial advisor, I'll be sharing valuable insights and expert tips to help you on your journey. Our free events cater to all levels of property investors and first-home buyers. And I'll also tell you more about how we help our clients to achieve their financial goals. So if you're interested in finding out more about what we do and how we can help you, visit propertyapprentice.co.nz today to secure your spot and register for one of our upcoming events. Alternatively, feel free to book a no-obligation phone call or meeting with my husband, Paul Roberts, through our website. Thanks for listening.